enough of that video game bollocks for a minute. Let's, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's talk about the piper and the payment required thereof. Of the what? piper. Which piper are we paying, Jim? We're paying the piper of Laura... Have a nice life. <laughs> this is the Thelora Have a Nice Life Piper, is it? <laughs> yes, that's that. Now, this was mentioned kind of briefly at the end of last episode, and that I don't feel that was prominent enough. Um, yeah, you, and... you gave me the option to talk about it, and I was like, no, it's fine. And I like threw it in at the end, and then like since last week, all hell's broken loose. Yeah, yeah, because I, I didn't uh... want to like just because um, it's your funding, it's your life, <laughs> it's it's not my place to like just talk about it so i was like deal with it how you want last week but obviously things have changed <laughs> well, uh, so let's yeah. kick that off um if you want to like just explain um what what it is and, and everything and, and what's been going on because so, like i'm i'm wow wow yeah okay so this is this is my last week um the day before we recorded the last episode of podquisition i put up a funding page for some surgery stuff because as I've kind of talked about here and there on the podcast and things before, I'm transgender. And that kind of sucks sometimes because my body and everything to do with my body is kind of fucked up and doesn't feel right. So I was previously going through the NHS, which is the UK's free public health service, and they fucking suck for transgender people. Um, I've spent about three and a half years through waiting lists to try and get various surgeries. And they basically bullshitted me around to the point where a, a month or two ago they were like, oh, yeah, you know that that like two year wait that you were meant to be on two years ago? Yeah, we kind of ballsed up. We're starting that two year wait for you now. So it's like, oh, three and a half years plus another two to three years of waiting. Fuck it. I'm not up for that. And I went, fuck it, put up a GoFundMe page for a very scary amount of money to ask for, which is £20,000, which is like 30000 US dollars because mm -hmm. surgery is fucking expensive. And basically I was like, maybe six months down the line from now, this will eventually slowly trickle in and fill up if people want to support it. Maybe that will be a thing. This has been up for eight days and there's 12,000 pounds in it. And I'm kind of terrified. So it, it's been incredible. Yeah. And um, yeah, I haven't even kicked in yet. I'm gonna don't before anyone thinks <laughs> I'm being an asshole, but well, <laughs> hell's broken loose in another way in my oh. life, which is, I'm not at liberty to talk about yet, but I will eventually. It'll be amazing. But um, we're going to kick in, um, you know, my, uh, the Sterling family uh, <laughs> kicking in. And, you know, a lot of Podquisition fans so far have, have rushed to support Laura, which has just been incredible. It's, it's and been overwhelming, particularly like all the people who have come together to do like lives, 24 hour live streams mm -hmm. and things to try and help. And it's been really lovely. But yeah, I am basically trying to get money to you know, make my Adam's apple not so huge and pointy and obvious so I can sometimes not wear scarves and then get some surgery down there as well because, you know, that's also a thing. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to raise a scary amount of money for. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, it's it's a scary amount of money that, like, that tree has already been chopped in half um, just because of, of, of how wonderful everyone's been with, with uh, helping you out. And it's it's been incredible to see and as someone who who's... Count it's, I've counted myself as a friend of yours for uh, a long time now, and a, a colleague um, for not as long, but but certainly f for quite some time now that we've done um, podcast work together for as long as we have. And uh, I, just as a personal note, I just want to say that I'm incredibly proud of of not just the success you had, but just the sheer, just the sheer iron nerve to 
put yourself out uh, there the way you have. And, yeah, and I've done a lot of it's... talking very openly about my body mm. this week. Mm. <laughs> it and must I mean, be pretty hell, uplifting, I... though, to see how many fans are, are getting behind it and supporting the, it. The Just more than anything, just like the words of support I've seen from people and the wonderful messages people have sent and the... Mm time and effort and energy that people have put into like supporting this and the fact that i've somehow not lost any twitter followers after spending an entire week going on and on and on about giving me money so you know i mean that's that's a record in and of itself it's no wonder no wonder people want to talk to you about it's not it's not on patreon so people don't care (laughs) it's it's not a journalism welfare well, exactly. No, well, I'm I'm amazed that like the shitty people haven't turned up yet because so far, like so far, I had one one or two people sending me links to like shitty transphobic websites. But like compared to all the positives that have happened, I'm like that's insignificant. That is like nothing. So that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, we and don't, if, we if, donated, if, and you should too. Yeah, if you, if you want to um, donate there, Laurie, if you would care to give the address. The, the website is gofundme.com forward slash Laura K Buzz, I believe. I'm just double checking that. Yes, it is. Like, do not feel any obligation to donate if you can't afford to. I understand that. Like, this is nothing that I'm going to hold anyone like, you know, oh, I hate all of the audience now because you didn't give me thousands and thousands of pounds in one go. But equally, if you can spare, like, if you can spare some money, it really would mean a huge amount to me to be able to sort this out so thank you for listening to an advertisement at the beginning of your show <laughs> sorry about that it's fine i mean it's all it also helps explain that we're not doing a um it's not going to be a massively long episode this week it's going to be um possibly shorter than usual um because first of all i mean you know laura is is so busy right now and um i'm also incredibly busy right now with um various uh Things. Uh, various things that NeoGaf has apparently already picked up on and is going crazy about. So, oh what? Um, what? Someone's just someone's just linked me that there is a huge NeoGaf thread about it already. Oh god damn it! So you know, <laughs> secrecy is not working out well for you. Jim. Oh fucking hell! I, I'm sure that any of you listening by now probably know what this is. We're not going to acknowledge it directly, but you probably Ooh. know what's happening. I'm I'm just. Oh, I'm just Jim's insane. dealing with that at the moment. This, um, <laughs> I, I, because I, I don't know what is a good idea to say I, or not. But... I, I would say say nothing. Yeah. And like talk yeah. about it when you're not recording yeah. a show live with yeah. no chance to edit yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would <laughs> just say it's not a problem. Yeah. For me, I, it's this is being dealt with. It's it's and... a laughable situation, but one that is also quite a big situation. Yeah, and I never said laughable. That was Laura. No, that was um, me. I never said anything. Yeah, Jim in my opinion, it's it's yeah. I've gotten some emails about the situation and, and everything, and li- literally, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. But yeah, it is going to be a short show while just things get get a yeah. Resolved it's a short and... show because that's got to be dealt with, and I've got to deal with national newspapers tomorrow. I'll do, I'll do the show by myself if you like. Cause... Yeah, you, you've got no <laughs> it'll, bullshit. It'll give me a chance to you. talk. To be fair, it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, so yeah. Gavin's got to start boarding his windows up and hiding. Exactly. From... Yeah. So that's, it's, it's... That's, that's my Paddy's Day plan is to. Uh, you did say, yeah, that your plan is to just board lock, yourself up lock and the hide. windows, board the doors up, and stay inside. <laughs> I like that we're trying to do a very quick show today and we're already eight minutes in without having talked about video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, let's. So I'm, I'm let's Laura. Crack on. Which one's Gav? Gav, are you over somewhere? Uh, I'm the one over here. Yep, and which one's Jim? Hello, I'm Jim. Right. What's up? I don't know why I introduced everyone this week. No, that's weird. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Video, yeah. video game news. Uh, it's Jim, fine. Jim, be- yes. biggest bit of news of the week. You're going to be in an Oddworld thing. Uh, 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 uh. You, yeah. I very almost did an impression of the race of characters I was going to be. Uh, will you, will you get to yet. do farts into the microphone? Um, that is a very important thing that I want to know. I want you to ask this, Lauren if you're going to get to do farts. It's, it's probably breaking NDA to tell us that. Knowing what I... Um, I am more careful about what I can and can't say here than I am about the other thing. That's how much. That's how seriously I'm taking so I, the odd world situation. I have to ask you a creative question about your creative process. Yes, yes. Should you need to do a fart into the microphone, would you save up a real fart, make a fart noise with your mouth, or do that thing with your armpit that most people? I've never been can't able do. to do the armpit thing, which you'd, I, you'd, you'd, you'd I, think is strange because of how fat I am. You'd think there'd be a lot of. Of leeway there to get some sort of cavern going, mm. but I think really if because I hold myself to, to strict professional standards, mm. uh, I would have to go real. I, I would have to. I mean, I would want the microphone as near as possible to up my ass. Yeah, and gorging on baked there. beans the day before. Oh, and... absolutely, baked beans, yeah. cauliflower, though you name it. You name it, me old mucker. Um, but yes, uh, Oddworld Soulstorm was announced this week. And as a matter of full disclosure, and just because I'm, I'm incredibly proud to announce my association with it, uh, I will be voicing a character in Oddworld Soulstorm, uh, which uh, is their, their retelling of uh, Abe and his uh, Mudakans. I can't even fucking pronounce them right today. Uh, and their dealings with the Soulstorm Brewery. Um, I, I can't say what I'm, what character I'm playing. I can't say, you know, who it is, what, what one of the Oddworld races it is. Um, it's that clearly is going to be a villain. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, British, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I can't confirm right now, but I, I, I know what it is, and I'm incredibly thrilled and honoured um, because Oddworld is... I mean, it, it, it's a game I grew up with. It's it's one of the fondest memories I have um, gaming as a, as, a, as a youngster. And, yeah, Abe's Exodus especially has a very special place in my heart. So the idea that I'm... Uh, and, and, you know, they, they came to me with this. Like, it was totally out of the blue. And that, that utterly made, that, you know, made my jaw drop. So, yeah, very excited. That, that's a big bit of news, and, and I, I can't wait to see what happens with that. Cool. Oh, so that that is that is a big bit of news. What else, what else is a big bit of news? Prices for PlayStation VR happened. It's coming out in October. It's going to be four hundred ninety nine dollars or three hundred and forty nine pound. I think is it four nine nine or three nine nine dollars? I only remember the UK price. It's three hundred and forty nine pound in the UK. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah, um, I can't remember what it was in the. Because I never remember that kind of news. It goes in one ear and comes out the fucking yeah. other. Basically, it's about £200 cheaper than the Oculus, but it's only about £100 cheaper than the Oculus if you remember you've got to buy a PlayStation 4 camera and some move controllers to use it. How's that? Does £350 sound more like a consumer VR price that people might actually pay? Uh, if you've. Uh, well, I mean, the apparently orders on Amazon for the PlayStation camera have skyrocketed. Um, I think it might not be something people see and think, oh, that's worth rushing out and getting a PS4 for. But those who already have a PS4, which, let's not forget, is a significant amount of people, clearly, I think, they're, they're, they're seeing 
the worth in this. I think it's going to do quite well. Um, my concern is, how well will Sony support it? Because their history there, that's what concerns me. Because we've seen the way they've slowly let the Vita crumble away. Um, we saw how how shitty the PS uh, the PS Move controllers were supported up until you know this VR announcement. Um, Sony had a history of creating a new shiny thing, and then like magpies wandering off to look for something else new and shiny. That's my concern. That's that to me is where I'm thinking: is this worth the money? Um, but I, I have no doubt that it's going to be some measure of success. I saw an interesting take on <clears throat> on VR this week um, about the benefits it has for like people with disabilities. And I, I, I would already imagine that gaming in and of itself is already a huge, like, um, I suppose, an escapism for people with dis- disabilities. Like, um, what, like people who can't walk and stuff and when you add the the sense of movement and momentum that vr has mm-hmm. to that that's probably going to be really really cool yeah there are some very interesting uses of vr for like for groups that generally do not have the disposable income to be able to afford mm-hmm. to be early adopters on that kind of tech like there are some really interesting things i've read um from disabled people about it um i've written some stuff about using vr as a trans person that i find really interesting um, it's just a shame that it's going to be so financially out of the range of a lot of people in those groups because there are some really interesting ways that those can be beneficial to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, apparently it's coming in October. We don't know an exact date and Sony's making a profit on it at £350, which is interesting because Oculus are making a loss on the Oculus at like £200 more expensive. So, mm-hmm. well done, Sony, for like bringing this down to a more affordable price point. I'm I think not it, saying it was affordable, wise... but more affordable. Yeah. It, it, it's the only way they could have gone, really. Yeah. And and I think if they if they market this as something that existing PS4 owners need, rather than try and go for a new market, I think they're going to do quite well. And, and I think at that this price, this is very bad news for the Oculus, that. isn't it? I, I feel like the Oculus is in a, in a weird middle position at the moment, where it is first to market, but it's not the most high end of the of the headsets. Like I think if you want the high end one, you're going for the five. If you want the low end one that's got your like console support and you don't need a beefy PC for, you've got the the the, the, the PSVR. I feel well, like Laura. Oculus... What would be the difference between oh. those um, functionally uh, like? What between the Oculus and the HTC? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's not, like, an image quality difference, is there? Uh, there's a bit of an image quality difference. The HTC Vive seems to have a lower latency and a better frame rate and sort of resolution. Okay. But the main difference with the, the Vive is that it comes bundled with the, like, the motion controllers. It oh, has, yeah, like, okay. The way it's set up with the light boxes means that you've got very responsive one-to-one that's, like, pretty reliable, and it's capable of doing the room tracking stuff as well, cool. which... Like, you don't have to use any of those extra functions, but... But they're handy they're, to have, yeah. They're handy to have for the extra... Like, if you're already spending Oculus money, it's not that much of a stretch to pay the extra little mm. bit for... It's it's for like having an extra trigger on the back of your controller so you don't have to uh, move your thumb. Yeah, and this is where I'm kind of feeling now, is Vive has its place as the top end, PSVR has its entry-level position, or sort of entry-level of the more expensive ones, and... Oculus is kind of in the middle. It has name recognition. It's first to market. I don't know if that's enough for it to 
keep up the momentum it's going to need. Cool. Any yeah. other I mean, thoughts? No. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a little bit distracted. Um, no, that's all right. So am I. I'm trying to read emails yeah. from it's, people. It's going to be such a shit episode, folks. Um, but no, no, no. I, th- I think everyone's bang on the money here. Like, I, I don't think we're really disagreeing. Um, as far as the Oculus goes, like, I think right now it's got enough name recognition and enough um, hardcore PC support mm. that it'll do all right. I mean, you know, whatever happens, their pre-order allotments shot through the roof. So yeah. I think they'll be Does all right it though? For because I mean, we're we're all three of us heavily involved in the tech industry, and I've never heard anyone outside of the tech industry even mention the the yeah. thing. Oh well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm I'm when I talk about this just to um, for context, I'm I'm talking about it uh, as a niche product. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think you're absolutely right when it comes to mainstream things, like you know. This is for people who like tech blogs. This is for the Silicon yeah. Valley elite. This is well, this I is don't, for I don't with a lot particularly of like tech blogs, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I think the thing is, like, Oculus doesn't have the benefit of it. Like, um, the HTC Vive is going to get advertised on Steam. Yeah. So, if people want a high-end one, they're going to see adverts for that on Steam. Mm. The like the PSVR is going to get like heavily marketed in the PlayStation press conference at E3 this year. It's going to have like dashboard space probably when it comes out to be like hey this thing exists oculus actually oculus facebook ads facebook ads are probably where oculus is going to do a lot of its advertising and i'd completely disregarded that as a factor and that's actually a really strong point in their favor oh that's going to cost them a lot of money actually it's going to cost them nothing because facebook owned them Oh, yeah, good point. This is my point, is Facebook owns Oculus, so Facebook are probably going to very heavily market the Oculus compared to the other headsets. um, Facebook's ad system is really poopy. Like, small creators like us have to pay the same amount of price to spread our work that, like, Coca-Cola or someone does. Oh, God, like, like, as someone who has an official Facebook page, and I'm sure you get this too, um, like... Seeing how a YouTube video link does and how little of the people following my fan page yeah. it reaches is disgusting. Yeah. Like it, it It's reaches, not worth it's, the money. No, not at all. I mean, mm. without the money, like they they throttle who that reaches. Mm. And if it does somehow do well, like my Jimquisition, like my weekly Jimquisition posts usually still do well on Facebook because people are looking for it. And people um, would share it around as well. Yeah. And then then I get my notification feed spammed with messages like this post is doing 90% better than all your other yeah, posts. Yeah, have you ever noticed how ni- 90% of it? your posts uh. on Facebook do better than 90% of your posts on Facebook? It's, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's an inordinate <laughs> amount of them that do 90% better. Yeah, than it's definitely more than 10%. <laughs> Fucking shit. It's so uh. I do think Oculus has that as an advantage because Facebook being as powerful as it is, um, you know, they they get to rig the social media. They they and they do so rig the social media game. I mean, they do it with their video player. Uh, how they use it to boast better numbers than YouTube because they autoplay their videos in people's walls and let people steal fucking content. Good let job, people Facebook. Steal content, yeah. Uh, that's that's rampant on fucking Facebook. So, yeah, they they rig the game when it comes to social media uh, because they own one of the major social media things and could do what they fucking well like. So. I, I think Oculus will will get traction that way. Um, as to, I mean, I'm, I'll be. What interests me most is is how much crossover are we going to see? Are we going to see 
placed people into buying PlayStation VR and Oculus, or or is this going to be an either or thing, or or will we have to put up with yet another fucking, you know, we've had enough of the oh, console war, we're we going to end up with the v, the fucking oh. headset wars. I really that I hope that there say. is at least some parity in the way that people develop for them so that it's easy enough to develop for all of the headsets, etc. Just... Because basically, <coughs> at, at its most simple, it is a monitor output. So if something works for one headset, you can probably output it to your other headset and it will probably work okay. <coughs> but, you know... Uh... Oh, on, the, on that topic of like exclusives and all that, console wars and things, Tomb Raider sold more on PC than it did on Xbox. We, we all kind of knew it would, yeah. though. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't yeah. know that, I, I, you know, because I thought it would I do was... pretty well on Xbox. But oh. I, I was pretty confident that it was going to do better on PC, so I'm... I was glad to know, hear it, because yeah. it was clearly it, it a game that had means... a lot of people pour a lot of love into, yeah. you know? I'm I'm glad that it's doing well and people are picking it up. Mm. Um, v- vaguely on the VR track still. Uh, apparently, Battlefront is getting VR support on PS4, so that'll be cool if you want to swing a lightsaber and shit. Um, oh, do any of you remember that lawsuit that Lindsay Lohan was trying to bring against the developers of GTA Five? Yeah. Yes. For using yes. the image of Kate Hudson that she thought was her. <laughs> yeah. Now. You know how we all assumed that would get thrown out and it would never make it to court? Yeah. It, it got looked at, and they're like, no, this can go ahead, it's going to court. What? It, it made it through the first ages and is, like, actually going to be a court case. Jesus. But it's so, so it's so blatantly Kate Hudson. That sets Hudson. a bad precedent for spurious uh, court cases <laughs> yeah. to go through the courts. I, there, there's I, been that, a couple of those That's a worrying precedent. It, it is very worrying when court cases that should be thrown out on their ass because there's nothing to them make it through to court. The, that is worrying. The, the, the Blurred Lines well. one this year was absolutely fucking ridiculous as well. Oh. That should not have been won. Like, whatever about uh, your man Robin Thicke as a human being... I'm not a big fan, but that that should not they should not have lost that lawsuit. That was a oh. really that was an atrocious like miscarriage of justice yeah. in my don't, in my producer you... and musical opinion. And this is why people who should not be filing court cases sometimes can file them because sometimes they get results. Mm. Not referring to anything at all. Um Tacoma's been delayed to twenty seventeen. That was the space lesbians game from the Gone Home people. Mm. I don't know if it has lesbians in it, but Gone Home was Gone Home, so I'm assuming they're space lesbians. Mm. So The div- the division was Ubisoft's biggest ever launch, but I actually couldn't make out from the articles if it was they were trying to say that it was the biggest launch of a new game ever or just one of Ubisoft's ones. Okay, there were two headlines that were both coming out that were both being sort of conflated. It, yeah, the it headlines U- were kind of misleading, yeah. weren't they? It, it was the biggest launch for a Ubisoft IP ever, if you're looking at t- first 24-hour sales. <laughs> it wasn't the... Uh, it was the fastest-selling new IP, I think. <laughs> if you're looking outside of Ubisoft, it's the fastest-selling new IP but they were using a lot of language that made it very difficult to pick out exactly what sales targets this game had hit. It was, we think that's what they were saying, but no one's quite certain. We, we had a fun week with The Division. Jim got a load of abuse for not liking it enough, <laughs> and I got a I'm load gonna... of abuse for liking it too much. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there is a lot of salt being poured in the name of The Division. Mm-hmm. Apparently the new one, which I've not looked into personally yet, but I saw Rich Denton talking about it on Twitter. Uh, no relation. And um, he was saying that on uh, Reddit, like 
Destiny's... No, no, it was the Division's Reddit. Um, there's this new war between people who have quit playing Destiny and moved on to the Division. <laughs> and they hate them. As encroaching from destiny, mm. apparently, like that's the new battlefront. That's oh yeah, the I, new I have people right like between on, division and destiny. I had people on Twitter basically accusing me of shilling for Ubisoft because I don't like destiny and I do like the division. They're like, <laughs> yeah. that makes no sense. How can you? Oh yeah, you you say well, you don't like the way destiny works, but you shill for the division. I'm like, well, you, you know, can what? you I mean, really not see is, how one you, would? You you Gavin like Assassin's Creed because it lets you walk through real environments. Yeah, and that's New York, what you like yeah. New York is it. my favorite place on the entire planet. Yeah, and that's so... the thing that you don't get in Destiny. It's <laughs> yeah. like I I prefer Destiny because I like those sort of fantasy environments. Mm-hmm. But if you like exploring real world environments, mm-hmm. I can totally see the. Appeal well, I like of, fantasy like, environments too, but the division. For for me is just a much more fun game than destiny because it gives you loot more than once every three hours yeah <laughs> oh god there's so much salt news this week um did you hear that people are really upset that Star Fox wii u is going to have an invincible mode where you can play through that yeah. game without taking damage and like yeah. it's an optional mode for people that aren't good matter. at video games you know i think and that's everyone's okay. like no this ruins the games industry because we're undercutting what it means to be a game if the game will play itself. I can remember being a, a, a teen. Whenever Star Fox came out on the SNES, it was about 90, what, 95, 94 maybe? Pro- possibly earlier. But anyway, that game was hard as balls. Yeah, And it would have been nice know, to have an option just to experience yeah. it. <laughs> you know what mode? What this is really good for, this mode? When your like, young relative wants to play the video game you're playing... But you can't be bothered to sit there faking at like actually controlling it for him while he thinks he's controlling it. It's like no, just give him an invincible mode so he can you know mess around and not like he'll make it through the game and God, that's the, fine. The music in that game was so good. I'm just remembering the theme on the first level ah, now. It is so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And Slippy. <laughs> Yeah, stop being stop being upset that there are options available to people that you this don't need those options. This happens all the time. When it, whenever there's an easier option or an easy mode or for someone, like like people were furious at the idea of an easy mode for Dark Souls, and I'm like, you know what? If if they were kept on their own server or if it was offline or something, you know, like if it's its own thing and you don't ever have to deal how with it or it, face how it, how does it hurt it you in the slightest? Yeah, it don't hurt you. I was actually because I saw the reaction to the Star Fox Invincible mode. I think I might have to. Uh, um, do a Jimquisition on the idea of easy modes and, and, and how it doesn't bother people. Like, it shouldn't bother you. Like, the whole hand-holding thing, especially if, if it's an option you never have to deal with, don't worry about it. Yeah, but I still have to see it on my options menu. Uh. Like, it, it, it just it strikes me as, 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 as mean. Like, yeah. you, you want to stop someone else who might not be as skilled as you from enjoying the game. Like, I think that does a disservice that to is the ex- game. But that's exactly... I mean, I know people like that. I have friends who basically, they think people who aren't good at games don't deserve to play them. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. It's, stop being so elitist about the media. Um, we, we also had some news about games that are way too easy. Did you see that a, a six-month-old baby beat the story mode in Street Fighter V? <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you see this video? It's amazing. No. I've not seen it, but that sounds beautiful. It, it's amazing. Like basically the dad's like set up story mode with uh with um Birdie, I think it was, and just put the control st- the uh the um the fight stick on like on his lap with the baby, and the baby's just like mashing at the buttons. And 
The baby successfully beats all three fights on easy mode of Street Fighter V story mode. So it's like, yep, that story mode is for infants. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a lot of people got very upset because like the assertion everyone was making was, yeah, Street Fighter is an easy game. It's like, oh, it's this baby game. Babies play it and complete it. <sighs> everyone got very upset about that. I remember as well that happened. There was um, a video that someone released of Call of Duty Black Ops 2, I think it was, where they went through the entire first level and didn't fire a shot. It kind of, the game was just guiding you through. And I was like, but it was a tutorial level. You know, it's like, it's not a big deal, really. It was just, you know. It, it, I get that, but equally, it does, it does highlight a thing I've been trying to say about that story mode, which is, yeah, it's not a good story mode. Street Fighter, um, is it? Yeah, Street Fighter doesn't have a good story mode. I, um, I won't have someone insult Black Ops 2 story. It was great. Black oh, Ops no, 3 I, story I was shit. I wasn't, I wasn't daring to insult that. <laughs> first two, the first two Black Ops games, campaign-wise, were pretty fucking legit. Yeah. yeah. They were great. Uh, what else did we get? Gavin, you'll be happy to hear this. <laughs> Witcher 3 sold really well. Sold 10 million copies. Deservedly so. Yeah, that's, Hell that's, yeah. That's good news. Yeah. yeah, go video games. Don't want to hear this bollocks about, oh, games don't sell if we do it like this. Fuck off. Yeah, you CD Projekt Red, The Witcher 3 dispels all those myths I keep hearing about people defending AAA games. All this, oh, they've got to have microtransactions. Oh, we've got to start selling them episodically. Oh, we, we, we can't do a big open world like that without fucking, you know, always online connections or all this other stuff that we need to make extra fucking money for. The Witcher 3 <laughs> is such a, a, a dispelling of all of the, the bull shit myths that publishers spout enough to try and turn it into a lie everyone believes i mean everyone knows that 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 game basically the reason it sold well is because i did a song about it yeah yeah i mean that that every one of those 10 million sales yeah you hear that warner brothers like stop stop trying to fuck people over with mortal Kombat fucking microtransactions and then screwing over the pc version of all this stuff yeah just just pay me to do a song yeah He'll do a song about like Sub Zero, like pulling someone's head off, and and then you will sell ten million copies, easy. Easy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm so, happy it did well. It deserves it. Yeah. In other news that Gavin's going to be happy about, Dark Souls Three on PC mm-hmm. apparently going to run at sixty frames a second. Shouldn't that just go without saying? It should, but it hasn't <laughs> been confirmed, and I can tell you that the the build I played was not running at a locked 60 frames a second, okay. I know that much. So. That is a sad, it is a sad turn of affairs when, when that, that when is that's a big news, an- yeah. announcement. Where to the, be yeah. fair, Dark Souls, Souls 1 did so you have to yeah, unlock I mean, that. With a, 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 bunch of people have been, a bunch of people have been asking what the performance is like, so to be able to say, yes, it is apparently going to run at like a locked 60 frames a second. That's good news to hear. Yeah, it's good, good news. Um, what else do we have on the docket? Oh, um, Microsoft laid down the gauntlet this week. Um, Microsoft wants Xbox One players to be able to play multiplayer matches with Xbox One, PC, and other console owners. Mm. I told you, Phil, you I told you about play, Phil Spencer yeah. showing up at my door this week today. No, he was uh, like tell, tell he was asking it. if I could spare a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior Windows Ten, and he was like <laughs> shoving pamphlets through the door with Quantum Break on them. Uh, it it has thankfully been confirmed that like you won't need to be on Windows Ten to crossplay with Xbox One, thank God. But has it been yeah. confirmed you won't need Windows Ten to play Quantum Break? Maybe. No, nope, you're still oh, gonna fuck. need Quantum Break on Windows Ten. I guess I'll be dusting off the old Xbox One then. <laughs> 
if, if it's any consolation, I am not fucking I... breaking my PC to play a video game. If if it's any consolation, I can confirm the Xbox One version of Quantum Break runs all right. Yeah, it runs Sweet. pretty good. I could say um, that. I I I, I double checked. If I'm wrong. Microsoft might nail me to a tree, but I did check, and I do believe I can say that I, I am playing Quantum Break right now. Uh, review will be up at the beginning of next month, like April 1st or something like that. Um, and yeah, I've been playing it, and I think I said on this very show I didn't see what the big deal was, and it's, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I think I could say that based on what I've played so far, which again, based on preview playing... <laughs> Based yes. on preview playing, not 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 based on anything with a retail build. Obviously. Exactly. I, no. I believe the rules are you can like give some preview stuff based on a select few levels. So I'm going to be non-specific at all, um, just because I can't be bothered to read through what levels I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so just non-specifically, I will say that that so far, Quantum Break has me quite quite fascinated and, and uh, the uh, gameplay is way more satisfying than i thought it was gonna be I, I am glad you're finally seeing the the like i think this could be quite interesting that i i was talking about the other week so yeah, yeah i never you have a problem wrong, ad- jim hey i've i've never got a problem admitting when <laughs> i may have, have misjudged something and i from what i saw of quantum break my my reactions were were misplaced right my 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 uh, cynicism was misplaced. Uh, at least mm. so far, uh, I'm I'm into it, okay. and and it's got Peter Baelish in it. <laughs> but yeah, to finish off that bit of news, um, yeah, Microsoft were like, yeah, we're happy for Xbox One and PS4 players to play games against each other, and Sony responded with a response that was basically, ah, maybe, and it was the longest like ah maybe that I've ever read. So. Uh, Microsoft's open to it. We'll see if Sony wants to take that step because that would be that'd be exciting if they opened up to that. That's going to be very humbling for a lot of people on controllers. <laughs> that experience. <laughs> like I was playing, I was playing the, the the division this week on on a controller, and there's no auto aim on the PC version, so it was definitely a humbling experience to learn what it's like to actually use a controller when you've no auto aim. I, I imagine that like there will be settings to be like I want to play with everyone from all platforms or only people on these platforms yeah. will probably be options because there are already options in like Street Fighter Five and so on. Oh no, you'd have to. There'd be way too much rage otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but no, like I mean, Call, Call of Duty players that accuse you of hacking if you win a game. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So imagine if yeah. there's people who you know are using a mouse against them. That would be some <laughs> severe butthurt. Yeah. No, I do like the fact that they're they're looking that Microsoft has extended the olive branch. We'll see if it ever amounts to anything, but it would be it would be a nice day if it ever happened. Um, Fallout and... Fallout DLC is coming out this week. <gasps> yeah, what did you think of the trailer? <coughs> is that it's the robot one, isn't it? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I was never as enamoured by the mechanist and, and antagonizer oh. as everyone else seemed to be, but I'm, it looks fun. I'm 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 a bit blasé on the trailer just because from the trailer it looks like. A very good mod. It looks like a mod. It looks like a mod. And that's like not necessarily a problem, but it looks like if you told me, oh, this is an advert for a fan made mod that's coming out in like a week or two, I'd have believed it. Yeah. And that's like, "Eh, well, it kind of is already a fan made mod as well. So, well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, I can buy this DLC or download the mod that already exists kind of on PC, etc. So. It's it is what it is. It looks good. I'm definitely gonna like jump back into Fallout for it. So mm. 
Yeah. I'm trying to decide whether I'll get it now or whether I'll wait till all three DLCs are out and then jump back in for a massive Fallout binge. Because there's so much other stuff coming out. Yeah. I don't fancy a, I fancy a massive binge, so I'm probably going to just like dip in and out of them as they release and just get a flavour for them. Mm. Um, I, I, the last piece of news I've got on here, just because I liked the headline, Disney Infinity characters leak on Mac and Cheese Box. Because apparently LinkedIn was not a good enough place to link your video to leak your video game news. They accidentally announced some like figures they hadn't announced on the back of boxes of Mac and Cheese. Not even going to ask how that happens. <laughs> I mean, marketing promotions that are <laughs> queued up at the wrong time or whatever. So if you were the if you were that games journalist out there that like went out to the shop and bought thirty packs of mac and cheese and realised that there was a ca- unannounced character on the back, well done, you got your news scoop probably. Um, did yeah. you hear this news that's been breaking now? What, what news turning, is breaking now? They're turning Bloodborne into a card game. Oh, really? Yeah. They're doing a Bloodborne card game. It's done by the guy who did Blood Rage, Eric Lang. Uh, Apparently it is risk management with a bit of groupthink, inventory management, and tactical play in an intense 30-minute card game. (laughs) Oh. Based on the Chalice Dungeons. Huh. Ah. Cool. Mm. If Um, if you're into card games, I guess that's cool. I'll mess around with a card game. Mm. So, yeah, that's cool. Um... I don't think there was any other bits of news. Uh, should we should we talk about things we've played, if we've played anything that we haven't talked about yet? Gav, have you played anything this week? Um, I only played The Division this week, and like I said, I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. I played with a group of friends on hard, which is, in my opinion, the best way to play the missions. Uh, and yeah, I really liked it. I liked the loot system. I love the city. I love exploring the city, and yeah... You know, it's a good game. I like it's to, a game I, that you like that isn't Fallout. Yeah. And Bloodborne, so that's good. Yeah. Hey, I like loads of games. <laughs> no, you hate all games that aren't Bloodborne and Dark Souls and <laughs> you know, Fallout. We understand oh no, and The Witcher, you like The Witcher as well. There's like four games that you like. That's uh, like Jim, so what? not even close to the truth that like <laughs> I liked I know, Fire. Well, even this year, I liked Firewatch. I liked Until Dawn. I liked so many games. Yeah, I liked. No, I liked no, a lot more games no, than the average la- person. Last year, all, all you liked was all you liked was Bloodborne and The Witcher. Last year, those were the only games you liked, Gavin. Uh, Jim, have you played anything this week that's not Quantum Break? Well, um, aside from Quantum Break, I've been um, now on my fourth attempt. Because I did start earlier in this week a third attempt and then decided to scrap it and start again. So I'm now on my fourth attempt to play more than an hour of Dark Souls 2. <laughs> um, I, I got oh. Scholar of the First Sin again and I'm like, because, you know, Dark Souls 3 is out soon. So I'm like, I want to make, if not beat it, because I doubt I would in this time, especially with as little time as I get to play games um, outside of work. Um, at least get some headway into it. Because uh, I've never gotten on with it. I've I've ne- I've tried, and you know I love I adore Dark Souls. I I love the hell out of Demon Souls, and obviously Bloodborne is is one of my favorite games ever. Um, Dark Souls too. Like I played Scholar of the First Sin, and there's something about it that, and maybe it is just the lack of the proper director, but there is something about it that's just not right, just not right. And it doesn't have the same magic. It throws magic the whole that, thing off for me. It doesn't. No. And, and, um, and think... the whole, the, like we've discussed this before, but for me, one the biggest turn off in Dark Souls Two was the linearity of it, how the levels didn't inter- interconnect. 
It didn't right, feel yeah. like a cohesive world the way the first game did. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's that, and 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 I think that speaks to the to another issue, um, and I think is the issue that plagues the whole thing is this. There's a sense of scattershot to the design. Whereas the other Souls games have felt very intricate, like intricate, like mm. you say, the levels are very intertwined. They're very <coughs> carefully designed to feel the like f- a big the, cohesive world. The first level in Bloodborne isn't—it's just a masterpiece of level design. Yeah, absolute I mean, masterpiece of. Yeah. To the and point where I, I, my brain can't work out. Like, I, I get a nosebleed just thinking about like what it took to piece that all together. Mm. Yeah, and I, I can't. I'm not going to talk spoilers, and I can only talk the first few hours, but. Dark Souls 3 definitely seems like it is going in the right direction in that regard, where it is this cohesive world that is also, like, better balanced. Um, Like, people have been giving me flack for saying this, and it's not spoilery to say, Dark Souls 3 has an easier opening than previous Souls games. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It actually has a gradual ramp in difficulty of bosses, where it... Well, honestly, it, I don't think being yeah. hard was ever the real point of... Like, no, I, I hated that Namco Bandai focused so hard on prepare to die as their mm. tagline because, to me, the game was about way more than just dying. It was way more than, mm. a, than about being hard, you know? Yeah, it's like... I wrote something about it this past week where I was like, I think that the Souls games and Bloodborne are far more forgiving than people give them credit for. Like, you have a lot of room in those games to back away, like, roll out of the way assess your situation, make a new plan of attack, jump back in. You have breathing room, you have room to... They're very fair. And with like, the exception of the forgiving. bosses... They're very forgiving. With the exception of the bosses, you can always run away as well. Yeah, and even with the bosses, like you can't run permanently away, but you can get a lot of room, like a lot of distance from the boss generally to work out what you need to do. And like, Although some I, of the I, ones I, in Bloodborne were so aggressive that I just... Like that, the yeah. one in the DLC. Holy shit! I still haven't beat that. Uh, to, like again, staying spoilerless mm. to the people who have watched footage of that first Dark Souls three boss and said, "Oh no, they must have toned down the difficulty because it's you know it's press playing it." Yeah. Nope. <laughs> that is the difficulty of the boss in the retail version, as best I can tell, and it seems like it is that they're trying to be like, "Look, it's still going to be difficult if you don't play this the right way." Mm. But it is a gradual introduction. It's like, here is a boss that if you've played Souls games before, you should walk through. You know, if you've it's... not played Souls games, it will teach you how to play a Souls I mean, game. I prefer and that ra- over... And gently ramp it's you funny in. because people have, like, even I've had this notion that, like, it's funny how many people in the press are terrible at games. But the thing is, 90% of people are that bad at games, including me. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, exactly. I think it's just people assume that because they're good at it because they spend so long playing them and whatever or have a natural gift that, mm. that it's, it's a lot of other people of, are. I put 100 hours into this game because it's the one game I play. Mm. How dare those people who have to play a new game every two to three days be worse at this game than I am. Mm. And, you know. So, yeah, Dark Souls 3 is, is going to start easier than other Souls games and... Don't hate me for saying that. It's, you know... Dark Souls 3, that's coming soon. No one's going to hate my thoughts on it, probably. <laughs> but yeah, like, like with Dark Souls 2, it's like there's the, a scattershot to the design, which I, go, I feel is true for enemy placement as well. Like, every enemy in a Souls game feels like it, it's there for a reason. Like, there's this almost, like, poetic structure to it. Whereas in Dark Souls 2, at least so far, like it feels like 
someone made the maps and then dropped them in like Super Mario Maker enemies. Like, they, they've just been dropped in. Like, oh, we might as well put an enemy here and here, and let's have one of those big hippo things over here. Yeah. It's like... It and just, it, and it feels feel more grindy as well because the enemy mm. placement, they have much more areas where they just pile a huge number of enemies in. Yeah. yeah. The, the enemy placement feels better in the base game than it does in Squalor of the First Sin. Like, I'll say that much. It's a shame that Scholar of the First Sin is the only way to play Dark Souls 2 on, like, modern consoles. <laughs> right. Because I am not a fan of the, the way they rearranged enemy placement in Scholar of the First Sin. I think it actively, like, lessened that experience. I, I, fa- I found it made us less enjoyable at the very beginning, especially in the the tower, the Heights oh, Tower, with all the fucking... Yeah, yeah. But um, as I got further into the game, it's kind of evened out more and I'd, was better I'd, uh, yeah i'll i'll give you that but i think this might be some of jim's issue with the early sections on scholar is just that the redone enemy placement for the beginner of Scho- scholar it's ridiculously just, tough at the start is, yeah yeah it is front-loaded difficulty in an unnecessary fashion so that's a shame um yeah i i'm trying to think did i play anything else this week uh, i played a little bit of pokken tournament uh review maybe up in the next few days that's a really smart fighting game like i i was writing it off as it's going to be a you know a tech and rip off or it's going to be you know very basic it has a lot of very interesting things in terms of like the the very clear mechanical differences in fighting style between the different pokemon um the two phase battle design where you have like Three roaming, uh, free roaming 3D battles when you're a certain distance apart, which are, pro- are based on like projectile usage. But as you're getting closer, it switches to your one-on-one commands. It is a complex fighting game, and I'm a big fan of it. So, yeah, Pokemon tournament, surprisingly cool fighting game. Uh, should we do? Should we do some questions for a bit? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do some questions. We, we got, we got what? 15, 20 minutes. Do some questions. Yeah, bang them out. Bang them out. Uh, what questions we got this week? Um, Corim Knight wants to ask, uh, Nintendo released a video this week of me and a Miyamoto pretending to be an amiibo. If you could, what would you make Miyamoto do in a YouTube video? Japanese guest vocals. Oh, that's oh. nice. <laughs> what, what, what would you do a song on with him in guest vocals? Uh, probably Zelda, mate. Uh, you know. That, Zelda would make sense. If I had to pick a favorite Nintendo series, that would probably be it. So yeah, that that's that's a serious answer. Yeah, but Jim, I'd have to would... I'd have to tell him to go and tell his bosses then not to fucking copyright strike it. <laughs> uh, Jim, what would you do if you could put Miyamoto in a video? I'd like to see him um, eating a, a plate of spaghetti. Uh, and like eat half the plate and then just start looking directly at the camera and screaming like starts off like like fairly loud and then loud to the point where like the there's feedback on the microphone and it's like clicking and snapping and flecks of of chewed up spaghetti and meat sauce are like hitting the camera lens and it goes on for like 10 minutes Okay, yeah. I know what I would like to do with Miyamoto, and I've done this before with different developers, and I want to make this an actual thing. I would like to very seriously interview Miyamoto about the butts of the character designs that he has had a hand in. Because I did this with Mike Bithell, and we spent an hour talking about Thomas Was Alone's butts, and we had a nice serious interview. So I'll get Miyamoto in, and we'll have a nice serious interview about, like, why did you design that butt that way? <laughs> 
Or you could have him beat someone to death with a Wii controller and then in Japanese say it was just a prank, bro. (laughs) I would very much watch that video. Um, Right. Uh, Question for Gavin from Evan Hayes. Hmm. What game from the PS2 era would Gavin have liked to have made a song about if it was coming out like new? Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, you got an answer for that, Gavin? Some of my favourite games were from that era. Well, which, which which PS2 game do you wish you could go back and make a song well, at launch? I, for? I did do one about um the sands of time. Um I think God of War would possibly have made a, a fun song as well. Because the soundtrack was so good in that game. But uh gosh, I'm I've kind of been caught off guard as usual here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have the topic list to look at in advance if you ever want. It's there <laughs> to a public perusal. Um Oh uh, you know, uh, well I first played Silent Hill 2 on PlayStation 2, Ooh, so, I mean, that's, that, a, that, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, that would be very cool. Um, question from Ninja Pirate Walrus. Considering the popularity of B-bombs, what other animal-based weapon would you like to see? I suggest the seagull knife. <laughs> <laughs> what, what animal-based weapon do we want to see? Turtle shell club. Uh, cat bomb. Cat bomb. Ass hammer. What are we talking about? An uh, animal. An animal-based um, weapons. I mean, no, an oh, ass is an animal. No, so I've already that done, counts. We've already done bomb, didn't we? So cat, uh, cat a pult. Ah, uh, uh, you, you cat bolt cats at people. <laughs> Jim, animal weapon. Poison baboon. How how does the poison baboon work? They're just they're very very poisonous baboons. And they're okay. really aggressive. I mean, you you get a baboon made out of poison, and it'll do the rest. Okay, okay. I have I have one that I quite like. Um, you take a pelican, and you know the big like the big pouches they have under their mouth that they can store all that shit in. Yeah. You get them to fill that up with like syringes to spit <laughs> people. It's the syringe pelican. <laughs> So there you go, syringe pelican. You can have that one for free, Ubisoft. Um, what other questions? There is a syringe firing gun in Fallout, isn't there? Yes, but it's not a pelican, so it does not count. It does not fulfil the criteria. Come on, Bethesda. I'm not buying your DLCs until we get a pelican. A a syringe-spitting pelican. Yeah, a a pelican syringe, a syringe pelican. Whatever you want to call it, I'll let you decide between those two awesome brand names. Yeah. Copyright me, do not steal. Um, Olav Hobbestad wants to ask, will we ever be able to pre-order future episodes of the Jimquisition or Podquisition? And what would the incentives for doing so be? How are we going to incentivize pre-ordering Podquisition? Uh, if you're stupid enough to pre-order from us, you deserve what you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which will be nothing. Um, I, I will send you, you wave file. Like, we'll do it like Amazon. You you'll get it like, two oh. days fucking after everyone else. Fucking <laughs> Amazon. Useless. I'll, I'll send you pictures to be like, here's a wave file. If you can read wave files, then you'll get have yeah. the episode yeah, early. Here's an, image. Here's, an, here's an image of a wave file. Yeah, here is an image of a wave file. I'll send you a video of me eating spaghetti and then screaming at a camera. I will send you a video of me sat in my office crying, going, why, oh, why does the games industry hate itself so? And I'll just do that for a bit. And I'll send you absolutely jack shit, because you were stupid enough to pre-order from me. (laughs) 
Uh, have we got any more questions? We I, we rattled through those questions incredibly quickly. <laughs> I find well, I, I, I find that topic funny, by the way, because I always pre-order games, <laughs> like always. <laughs> Uh, I pre-order them sometimes just for ease of use of like well, oh same. it'll turn up at my door and I don't really yeah. think about it. It's like, the same for me. It's like part of I'll, work, I'll, you know. Yeah, I'll pre-order through Amazon just to be like, I want to get this game when it comes out. I don't want to have to think about picking it up. Mm. It'll just turn up whenever it turns up. Um, did do questions? Question. Oh, there's a bit of news we didn't talk about actually. While I'm looking for questions, did either of you see that? Uh, Square Enix got the Chuckle Brothers to be Hitmen. I don't know who the Chuckle yes, Brothers I, are. I did see some of that video and then had to stop. Jim, how, looking at their cracked, dead, deathly faces was who, just... Jim, who are the how, Chuckle how, Brothers? How would you explain the Chuckle Brothers to uh, Gav? Pair of morons. They, they, they were a pair of, like, actual and fictional brother, fictional brothers who... Had a children's TV show. Oh wait, I know these guys. These are the guys who look like they're fucking uh, Liverpool supporters. Uh, to me, to you, to me, to you. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. To me, to, to me, you, to you, to me, to you. It's them. It's them. Chuckle Chuckle Vision. Chuckle Vision. Yeah, I remember that. We had we had that Etc. <laughs> so yeah, basically, um, I heard one of them was caught fucking at a gas station. Probably wouldn't surprise me. Um, so the Square Enix got these two guys into basically like look at a screen and tell a guy dressed as the Hitman assassin what to do, and in some kind of like live action situation. And basically, all I learned is that the chuckle fuckers, uh, the, <coughs> the, chuck, the chuckle brothers, the chuckle are fuckers. <laughs> I meant to say <laughs> the Chuckle Brothers are sadistic fucks. They they find out there's Would you there's would like you knuckle fuck the Chuckle Brothers? Would you knuckle fuck the Chuckle Brockers up their muckers? <sighs> no. The the first thing they do is like, oh this building has chemicals in it, we'll set it on fire. Um all the guys on the ground will kick him in the fucking ribs. And to my, be honest, setting friend... a building on fire with the Chuckle Brothers in it, I mean, you know. That doesn't sound like such a bad idea to me. Not the worst idea, but my favourite thing of it all was just watching how, like, very clearly the actors were not expecting the Chuckle Brothers to be as aggressive as they were. Because, like, the Chuckle Brothers are like, kick him, kick him while he's down at someone. And the actor, who's being the, hit, the actor who's being the hitman, like, lightly taps him with his, like, foot. Because it's like, this is a paid actor on the floor. I'm not going to kick him in the ribs. Yeah. And I they're like, no, harder, kick him. It was very cringe. Like I said, man, I mean, Liverpool fair, fans. It looked, like something, it looked like something that could have been on the actual Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> it was glorious and also kind of terrifying. So that that is fun when that happens. Um, all right. I know we've got more questions in the list. I can't find where they are, though. I'll let it around this and no one will know. Um, Mitchell Ward, if you had a superpower to help you do your work but you could only use it for work purposes, what superpower would it be? Wave my hand and the response of it was a joke automatically <laughs> replies on Twitter to people who, are, to people who are pedantically arguing with your joke that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, What's Jim, the question again? Uh, the question was, if you, had a, if you had a superpower, 
yeah. that you could use to make your job easier, but you can't use it for anything but work purposes, what right. power would you want? Seriously, oh, to just wave your hand and it was a joke automatically types itself <laughs> onto Twitter. That would help. Yeah. Um, oh, there's one thing I want to say, but I'm going to have to wait until a certain thing's cleared up. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I would like a little extendable finger that presses the screen, the, the, the Steam's screen grab button when I'm playing games so that I can get screenshots while mm. I'm playing so that I don't have to choose between getting killed or getting a good screenshot. Uh, a superpower I've to often make thought a of super... paying a boy to just stand here hammering F12 for me. My, my a superpower thing... to fix software oh. that breaks would be actually really awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would, would solve so, awesome. so much of my problems. Uh, for, for Jim, <laughs> if you ever play using like an Xbox controller on PC, um, the, the, the Razer one I've been using recently, they sent me to review, I was able to map like one of these additional triggers it has mm. to be my screenshot button. They're handy, so aren't I they, have, those like, extra... Yeah, like remappable extra buttons on controllers, you can remap them to be things like the screenshot button, mm. and that's so bloody helpful. Doesn't that Xbox Elite have those paddle things? I, I yeah, this is like this was the razor equivalent of it, but I think the the Xbox are they, one has like two magnetic paddle. Things. Are is the Elite going to be remappable actually? Because I was thinking of getting one, but if if the razor ones are remappable and uh, it's not the, i might go for the razor instead the, the the elite has like the two paddles that are remappable uh the razor one has two bumpers and two triggers that are remappable um cool so like they both have remappable stuff um i did a review now if, o- now if only more games would would just fade out the hood yeah which um really nice bit of news actually this week um far cry primal did a patch to allow even more options for removing the HUD. Oh, for like, fuck, I spent fucking 30 hours playing that game, turning on and off the hood for <laughs> HUD for video footage. God <laughs> fucking damn it, Ubisoft. Yeah, now, yeah, because previously you could go and, like, turn off individual HUD elements and things. Uh. They've now patched it so that you can just, like, turn off all of the HUD with a single button. I spent really so easy. long turning on and off the HUD in that Poor game. Man. I know, because that's the one problem with like doing it for video with that setup is it's really good that you can turn on and off every HUD element, but you have to do them all one by one. Man, Tomb, Tomb Raider was a fucking godsend. It, you, you'd stop fighting for like three seconds and the HUD is gone. Yeah. And you just have these lovely visuals. I, I really like that Far Cry Primal let you turn them all on and off, but... Um, I can't. I cannot believe every game developer nicer. does not cater to my individual needs. It's such an easy thing to do <laughs> that, like, I would play a lot of games without the HUD if I could. Mm. Um, and it just looks so much better in yet. music videos without the HUD. I, there, there was a question we got from a bunch of people this week before, and this will probably be our last one, I suspect, this week. Mm. Um, I apologize that I haven't named everyone. A bunch of people asked it. Um, Gavin, you talked about liking some like Japanese rock music last week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, People wanted to hear your recommendations of bands because you, you know, what 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 Japanese bands do you like? Yeah, I got a lot of people asking on Twitter. I should have uh, should have named them. <laughs> um, I'll give you three to start with. Okay, uh, try. Um, oops, sorry, my phone's going off. Try Dolls Box. That's Dolls, and then B O and three X's, or maybe it's two X's. I can't remember, but they do kind of really like upbeat synth heavy metal rock that's like got faith no more's bass sound for some reason and they're just awesome <laughs> uh try maximum the hormone they are they're not female fronted but they do have a really cool girl drummer 
And uh, uh, they're kind of like a mix between like System of a Down and just someone having a seizure my, in my Japanese. First, my first introduction to uh, Maximum the Hormone was through... Um, it was some anime had a song of theirs in their intro or outro. It might have been like one of the outros to Death Note was a Maximum the Hormone song. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. was the first time I found them. They're fantastic. Just... They mix like insane, like stompy metal with these pure uh, yeah. pop, pure pop choruses, <sighs> which are not just like metal pop. They're actual pop, proper, like yeah, <laughs> danceable. I, I, can, I can put in a recommendation yeah. for Maximum the Hormone. And the third one I'd recommend is check out a band called Bandmaid. And they are five girls who like they dress in maid outfits because apparently that's a thing in Japan. There's some culture now around maid outfits. But don't let the gimmick turn you off because they're actually really, really fucking solid rock band. Like mm. somewhere between, uh, I don't even know how to describe them. They kind of sound like late 90s hard rock, you know. Yeah. Oh, I've just thought of one that I haven't thought about in years, which is a band called Fact. Um, look up the song A Fact of Life by Fact. It is a fantastic, just very energetic, angry, fast paced rock song that has like it has some moments of like musical levity and some really sort of like surprisingly upbeat notes for like a band that's music is otherwise so heavy. Yeah. Um, really worth a look. I, I remember really enjoying that back in, I think it was like 2009 it came out. But, cool. uh, there you go. Oh, Japanese here, here. Rock the, music. Um, the song Thrill by Bandmate. Check out the song Thrill because it's just so fucking good and the video is really cool as well. Woo, but that's what that, I would recommend. And and with that, we, we did an hour. Yep. Which is yep. where we're running away because we've got a bunch of shit to deal yeah, with. Just yeah. a quickie um, this week. Yeah. yeah, I apologise for that, and I apologise if I've been a little bit distracted. It's just I, I've been a bit certain, distracted as well. <laughs> certain things broke on the internet while we did the, the, this. The you that, all know what it is by now. Yeah, the basically. thing that uh, should I have just not told you that NeoGaf were, uh, found out about it during the show? Yeah, I'm sure he would out find out anyway. sooner or later. Considering I'm getting messages from certain members of the press now. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd know. Uh, I was getting um, I was getting messages from friends being like, "Oh, that thing happened with Jim. I just saw it on NeoGaf." I'm like, "Oh, I should tell Jim." But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just for anyone curious. I'm I all I'm saying right now is I'm confident in in the future. I've got nothing else to say right <laughs> Everything's now. Everything's fine. I'm I'm really not. What me worry? Nah, uh, uh. So we're good, and thank you all for listening. As always, I, I'm sorry if you heard me doing any typey typing or anything that's like fine. that. I'll I, try and edit I try them not out to. in post. That's, that's th- thank you. You're like a doll. Um, and and please do check out GoFundMe for uh, dot com forward slash Laura K Buzz, um, and and see if you want. You know, absolutely no pressure, but if you if you've got some spare doubloons kicking around, um, you know, it's not like I've got a legal fund or anything to donate <laughs> to, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and 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 if there's anything anything else, people can check you out, and see you doing Laura. L- Laura K Buzz everywhere, Patreon, Laura K Buzz dot com, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Laura K Buzz, you'll find me everywhere. Perfect. And Gavin, uh, you do music and it's really good music. Where can we find it? Miracle of Sound on Twitter, Miracle of Sound on YouTube. And I want to wish you all, because this is going out on Paddy's Day, a happy St. Patrick's Day. And I I hope all my American friends enjoy culturally appropriating me by um, (laughs) spelling Paddy with two T's instead of two D's, which is the actual spelling, and by puking all over yourselves. And by the way, that was a joke. (laughs) 
in case anyone wants to start an angry thread on subreddit about me saying that people culturally appropriate the Irish. Good man, good man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so thank you all. Thank you all for uh, listening and supporting uh, the Junquisition and Podquisition and, and everyone on it. And, and thank you all for that. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Hooray, there we go. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs>